0: a stressful and emotional week that resulted in football fans across Australia uniting for a virtuous and valid cause. It only took a few moments for that entire cause to explode. So yes, welcome to for fuck's sake. It's Dave here or Davo or El Davarino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. And look, by necessity, it is going to be a different kind of podcast tonight for a obvious reasons. Thankfully, I'm here with a few other massive VUX. The entire FVS Babushka doll is here this evening. Um, you can unpack us visually in that manner if you like. I think I might be the fat Babushka doll, followed by then, I'm going to go with you, Clarkie, next. You're the next one in that little uh, doll, mate. Tell us tell us how you're uh, how you feeling, how you you're sort of still grappling
1: with everything that's happened what's going on mate oh, look i think i'm feeling like uh every other fan that uh this this week it's just still a little bit of disbelief disappointment anger um confusion uh, just everything roller coaster of emotions and i'm sure it'll be encapsulated in this this episode tonight but uh good to be mm. here good to uh sit down with you four blokes and Let's let's talk through some shit eh.
0: Mm, might be a bit of a therapy session and, and the perfect person for, for therapy uh, is the man of the people because he tells it how it is every day. Budza. Mute. You're on mute.
2: Um is budza on mute? I was. Oh, so fuck danny townsend and thanks to captain dickhead with his sand bucket danny townsend wins um this week has been well we were exhausted last week we felt defeated we then felt united which turned to defiance and then turned into utter embarrassment and despair um now it's time to pick up the pieces and shape the future Indeed, indeed. And
0: someone who is looking into the eyeballs of the future in terms of his hairline at the moment is uh, Jason, Oof. mate. Oof. Oof.
3: <laughs> that stings I'm a trying bit. to keep it comical, but yeah,
0: <laughs> that was probably below the belt considering my own hairline. But, mate, like, uh, we are so happy to see you.
3: Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I guess I'm a blow in, much like some of the people in the terraces on um, on Saturday night. Uh, back, back for uh, some hijinks today, but uh, what we're recording on a Monday night, it's about 9pm now, um, so about 48, 49, 50 hours removed from, from Saturday night. I, I know that you guys were very, very uh, emotional, as, I, as was I on Saturday night. I think that you know, after a couple of days, the, um, the, the initial anger has subsided a little bit, time for reflection over the past couple of days and some logical level-headed thinking over the last probably 24 hours, um, brings us here. I was almost keen. Um, I was watching the game at home, uh, because of my, uh, circumstances, but, um, I was almost ready to jump on a podcast on Saturday night, ready to react mm. to to what we saw. Um, unbelievable scenes. Uh, we're going to dive into all of that, but, um, yeah, so much to unpack, so much to dissect, and uh, this is, I guess, our first time coming all together to kind of process it all.
0: Yep, yep, you're not wrong, mate. And look, uh, listeners, if you're switching this podcast on for the first time tonight, uh, or you might be a regular listener, it, it's no doubt that you probably uh, love the Vuck, uh as much as we do. So please know right now that we're hurting, uh, just like you are hurting. It has been... A chaotic and upsetting mess as Bud's mentioned like the, the 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 whole roller coaster ride of emotions everyone was visited and look we're here to take you through it all to help you keep on bucking so look we're going to get through some of the pleasantries and some of those housekeeping items because the the reason FES does what it does is because of the people that listen to us and the patreon support uh has been immense and for some reason people keep wanting to join um even through these (laughs) horrific depths in terms of the, the the way we feel at the moment i think it's it's a bit of rallying rallying together happening um that we're witnessing from our perch now We've got some new patrons to list off. I'm going to throw to Buds for some of these because, you know what, there's a, there's a fantastic Polish name amongst these and nothing pleases me more than, a, than a, a challenging Polish name. Off you go, Budza. Welcome.
2: Mike Jones. That's definitely not the Polish not the name. one, no. <laughs> uh, Peter Sierokowicz. I
0: reckon you've nailed that. I reckon you nailed that perfectly.
2: Matt. Or it could be uh, Sidor Kiewicz, uh, Matt, Brenton Skipsy, Ben Smart, the artist known as Anthony, Amanda Zalek, could be Hungarian. That's Hungarian for sure. Last edited, Old Mate, Michael Domainko and Nathan Turner. Thanks. Thanks for jumping on. What a mix, yeah, uh, you'll get your stubby holders after you've um, been around for a couple of weeks. Cheers. <laughs> okay,
0: gentlemen. Now, the the format of this podcast usually uh, is is quite structured. You know, we have our formula. Obviously, that's out the window for tonight. We've we've got to attack head on the the issue. Um, the events of Saturday Night where the game, the Melbourne Derby at Amy Park, was called off after 21 minutes. Now, there's so many different vectors of attack here, or, you know, analysis and different things to try and figure out. But I'll start with myself and then handball it off like I've followed football in this country for a pretty long time late 80s, early 90s NSL, uh, I was present at the game at Summer Street when the Perth Glory bus was attacked post-game as a result of Bobby Despotovsky's three-fingered salute. And this thing that happened at Amy Park was far worse than that many, many, well, somewhat, something like 30 years later. And I'm still picking my jaw up off the ground. Um, the initial feelings that I had were just absolute despair and shock um, at what I'd seen. It was the worst thing I've ever seen as a, as a follower of football in this country um, in my life. And the, look, the mood around these parts... <laughs> In FES land, now on our Discord, and it's pretty somber. Um, it was a dark day for the club. It was a dark day for the league, and it was a dark day for the sport. Um, you know, in the space of around twelve days, uh, we've lived in this chaotic state of emotions. You know, if you listen to our podcast last week, we were just exasperated and trying to, I guess. Figure out, you know, what what this league meant to us in terms of the the APL and and the decisions that they made. And you know, everything that we've experienced has ranged from joy at the start of start of it all to sheer despair. It's been weird. And Budza, I'm gonna to go to you because just like our mate Jude Dolan, I'm fucking heartbroken, mate.
2: Yes. Yes, um, let's let's indulge in ourselves for a little bit, kind of like what old mate does a bit. And um, look, as I said last week, if you feel like you want to make a difference and feel strongly about this, cancel P plus. People did that. Delete Keep Up. People did that. Don't engage on socials. Cancel your auto twelve. All these things pressure the bottom line of the APL and the club, which you need, which you know, directly puts pressure on the APL. Uh, I was I was always a bit dubious of the walkout. Um, unpopular opinion, Um, I thought not turning up was the way to go, which is what I did. And I would have anyway because I don't believe in paying for the CFG game. And in hindsight, um, this was a disaster, Um, the walkout. And unfortunately, I think we as a fan base uh, have been taken for a ride. Now, I know OSM uh, have come out two hours ago and put out a statement with some um, things that probably should have been on their first statement, like an apology to Tom Glover, Alex King, the cameraman, um, the fan base, <laughs> the club, just those um, normal courtesies um, when, you, when you fuck it's shit the, up. The future of Australian football. Yeah, but uh, I'm not going to say that – It wasn't premeditated. Look, I I believed at the time that it was premeditated. People were talking about seeing text messages and hearing the word around the street. Um, Saw people on the TV cameras, have seen familiar faces in pictures that were taken by media outlets and published worldwide. Um, And these people haven't been around. A lot of people, of the faces that I saw, haven't been around the traps for quite a while. So I'm not sure what that says, and it's probably up to the people at home to make up their own minds, whether they believe the statements or not, that it wasn't premeditated. Um, but, you know, that's that's not for me to say or speculate. Um, the NT, I've been around since day one, and the NT has always had a cultural issue. And um, I'm no angel and no saint People could point to historical events that I was involved in, but I've grown up a bit since those days. It's almost, you know, the the league's 18 years old. Uh, they They had a game against South Melbourne in the NPL in April 2016 where the NPL side was docked six points because of 32 of the NT active supporters entering the pitch, brawling and throwing cleaning products, potentially chlorine at South fans. Two years ago, Tegan Michael was pelted with glass bottles by OSM in a W League fixture. We had the Josh Cavallo incident, which no one took responsibility for. Springvale in April this year, there was a 50-person ruck in the car park. Um, There's an element that has a demonstrated history of controversy, and um, these incidents make um, headlines for all the wrong reasons, whether it be the women's, the men's, or the youth teams. The incidents I've just mentioned aren't speculation either. You can find all this information on the internet. Like You can just search Melbourne Victory Springvale, Melbourne Victory Glass Bottle, Melbourne Victory this or that, Melbourne Victory South Melbourne. It'll be there. Um, I have to make that clear because there's a podcast we've in the past been accused and threatened for apparently taking opposition and it literally took 45 minutes for me to get <laughs> my first phone call yep. um, after all this shit happened um, from a tweet regarding Pitch Invaders' being banned um i literally got phone calls within 45 minutes i know some of us have had messages personally as well Mm -hmm. um there's a cultural mess within the northern terrace and the leadership is non-existent at the moment it's it's going to be hard to not tar and feather every melbourne victory supporter and i feel like the larger media Sorry, the media at large, I feel, have probably given us unders. Yeah. It was was doom and gloom. Um, And I think that's the severity. I think even the most ardent football haters, um, even the Sydney Rugby League brains, which sometimes, you know, have the, the deadest takes of all. There's been a couple, and I think we've copped what we deserve. But I even think, like, you know, that some haters or people that could have just gone to town on this for days and driven a train over the club and the league have probably understood that it's it's so fucking serious that they just have to call it for what it is um yeah. It's up to us to dissect the rest of it but um I was absolutely deflated. I couldn't sleep until two a m because of it um you know, people yeah. are having having all sorts of different emotions. There's still some people that think it's all Tom Glover's fault. Um I'm I'm oh. gonna hand it over to you boys because look I've look where where I sit with it there's a there's a there is a there is a, a behavioral problem from an element of the ISM yep. which stems from before the OSM mm-hmm. and it's up to the club now to decide what they want to do with it. But I'm wearing a Melbourne victory shirt for the first time probably in my life as the longest I've ever worn one. Um I think it really is up for us. It's up to us now, as fans, to shape the future of what we mm-hmm. want the club to be. Um, the club can't die, the league can't die, but it needs the support and the matchday experience needs to reincarnate itself after this, because a line was fucking
3: crossed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head with so much of that stuff. Um, yeah, a common a common line you hear whenever things like this things like this happen. Um, And you heard it again over the weekend is uh, from the official statements and things like that is these, these guys aren't football fans. If you could do, if you do this, you can't be a fan of football. I want to like just harp on that line though, because quite literally these people are not football fans. They are coming to these games under the guise of a, a a game of football, but for the main point or the main objective of creating trouble, You saw this just, we had an amazing World Cup campaign, but you saw it at Fed Square. Um, I went to Fed Square for the France game, which was 6 a.m., first first game of the group stage, and there was 100 people there. You know, I think there was one flare. Then you kind of build up towards this, and then by Argentina, there's 15,000 people there or 10,000 people there. You're locking people out, and there's just people just chucking flares and just go there just for the experience of getting amongst ruckuses and just kind of using football as a to cause shit and start shit and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was living in America and this is a slightly, you know, ridiculous comparison to draw, but just indulge me for a second. I was living in America um, during the whole George Floyd thing and the black lives matter um, movement where people were, doing peaceful rallies, um, in streets around America. And almost all of those rallies would end in just large scale looting because people would come and attach these, uh, attach themselves to something else under the guise of a protest and use it as a chance to kind of distract from the message or just kind of know that there's this, you know, a huge pack. So they won't get caught and things like that.
1: So bad faith actors. Yeah.
3: And it's just, mm. it's happened, it's happened for so long at Melbourne Victory. Um, and sorry, I shouldn't say Melbourne Victory, but within the the Terrace and Terrace culture, these these guys have watched Football Factory 15 years ago and they still want to live their fucking Football Factory dreams out. Um, the fact that this made it's world a status, news – status thing. Yeah, status. The fact that this made world news, this got to the BBC, this was making news in Norway, it was making news in Sweden, this is a feather to their fucking caps. They do not care about the Melbourne victory week to exactly. week. If you if you ask them who's in the squad, they don't know. They don't know the results. They haven't followed results. I was going to say, they've years. got
2: no idea who Cadet they is. Got no
3: idea. Like, they you know. just know that there was this moment in time where there was such angst um, in a in a peaceful way towards the APL because of the Sydney Grand Finals decision. They knew that this was going to be a moment in time. They saw what happened in the, the games during the weekend in the lead-up, that there was protest. This mm. felt like a moment in time as a football To show up for the first time yeah. in however long. Yeah. And I, I, he can't say that the pitch invasion and the assault of a player was premeditated, but the intent to cause shit was premeditated whether it be you know what happened or something else that element were going there to cause shit in some way so like i don't think any of us are surprised in the slightest as to what happened it was graphic and it was confronting but you know i was also in a fucking game in 2007 or something like that where um, a South Melbourne goalkeeper was hit in the head with a flare by a Melbourne Victory supporter, that, If that had been televised. it would have been the same. That was a friendly at Lakeside. Yeah. yeah. We're, so we're all there. look, I've heard. I've yeah. heard
2: the cricketers has been done. I've heard the cricketer's arms is done and dusted because it all kicked right. off before the game. Yeah. So the home, the, the official they're, they're home, away from their link. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the the yeah, the official home, the official home venue is done and dusted as well. So it was, it was coming into the stadium like that.
3: Yeah. So. For for us, we've been around so long. Um, I think the ultimate kind of feeling of, is just kind of just frustration, betrayal, all that kind of stuff. Like, and the thing that frustrates me the most, and even these people will attest to this, is that Melbourne victory and, and football in this country is so unique from a fan culture standpoint that a lot of us can owe so much of our external lives to. Like if you kind of six degrees of separation, come back to the Melbourne Victory. I know my mm-hmm. best mates, which is you guys through Melbourne Victory. Um, a lot of people met their wives indirectly through friends of friends who they knew from Melbourne Victory.
2: We I... go to we go to AFL games with our mates from Melbourne Victory. Yeah. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> like I have my job because I because of Melbourne Victory, because of this podcast, I, like I got my career through that. So I, I owe so much to this club, and so do the people who are fucking up. Like they've got their mates from Melbourne Victory, and like it's just it's so it's so confounding and bizarre, and just doesn't make sense why they just keep coming back to cause shit. Like it's just it's so ridiculous like just stay away like what's like what thrill do you get still 15 years old that you still need to do this and then justify your actions
0: it's that girl meme in front of the house that's burning down the little girl
3: yeah
0: with the smile on her face it's like yeah you know my work is done here kind of thing um leaving a trail of wreckage behind clarky i can
1: see you winding up mate it just it just feels like a perpetual sort of cycle of wanting to be the victim oh you don't you don't respect us uh, you treat us like criminals and then and then stuff gets forgotten or stuff stuff gets forgiven and then it comes back around again the club this year you you rattled off the the sheet the rap sheet from this year alone budza and the club themselves have have you know Push that Josh Cavallo stuff aside, push the stuff at Springf- Springvale aside, and continue to engage with this group. And and then what do they do? That that they they betray the club, the other supporters, and and fans of the and league no. again. So how man. many times? To- and then you're gonna they're gonna say they're gonna play victim, or they're gonna look to shift the blame to Tom Glover or something like that. <laughs> When are they going to take responsibility? How many times are we meant to turn away and go, oh, yeah, but look at what they... There is no doubting the good things that they bring to this league. No one's ever saying that that's not the case. But that doesn't excuse for every single time, like clockwork. All the good things you do, you undo it with actions like this. When is it going to stop?
3: I, I do want to just maybe point out, though, that I still have faith in a general sense of osm i don't i i really don't think that whoever is running things there really had this in mind i just think there are a few people that they just can't weed out or that they can't maybe speak up and say like there, an, there is an there is an element
2: that the, there is an element of if they're a bit of a younger leadership they they they're, they're hesitant to do what they need to do yeah, it's it just it's, it's, it's selective, selective it's,
1: leadership. It's selective yeah. leadership. They're happy it's to an mobilise yeah. and and put out all these posts pre-protest and like, all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to the crunch and they need to show proper leadership, they're nowhere to be found and looking to pass the buck. And and
2: you, look, they put out six statements before this six demands statements. You can't talk- make any more demands. Like the club, the club was in the gutter. Eighteen months ago, and it's Caroline Carnegie who's done a great job of pulling the club it out of, out the, of gutter. the gutter. Yeah, to have a great relationship building with OSM, like yeah, who that's, they sing mural in Richmond. They look. They, they said they they look. They went into this match day as clubhouse leader.
3: Yeah,
2: all they had to do was make par and win. Yeah, all they had to do was be the flag bearer for the fans. Show the APL and the general public why they were the best. And on 20 Mm. minutes, get the fuck out of there and work on their strategy for the next game. And they fucked it. They completely and utterly fucked it.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, this whole week leading up to Saturday, I should say, I was listening to podcasts from other club, other fan groups, other A-League podcasts that I would not go near on a normal week because I had this sense of name them. unity with the rest of the Australian. What?
3: Name them. No names. No names. Oh, today. No. <laughs> no names. No names. Okay. People you're don't to know gonna, my phone. You'll get a phone call from Josh Parrish. No names. Yes.
0: <laughs> you didn't mention national curriculum. Um no, look, I, I I was like, you know, scrolling like a dickhead with that finger, like waiting for new things to absorb about what was going on in relation to the Sydney Grand Final saga. And I was just so inspired by the way in which everyone across the country, even Sydney FC Wanderers fans, you know, the Cove, you know, not perfect, but it was still pretty good, you know, getting in behind, falling in behind, and I felt like we were going to win this. We were going to make Danny Townsend and the APL reverse their decision. I truly believe it was headed that way. And Saturday night, it was literally that scene from train spotting where Spud shits the bed. And then the shit from the bed goes on everyone's face
1: at the breakfast table. That's what Saturday night I was. So we shit on the rest of the league's faces. We did. We fucking yep. did. Yeah, we did. We yeah. did. And, and that's the hardest thing to take as, as fans because so hard. We, we, we talk about, oh, OSM did this and that. But like it or not, they're, they're part of our supporter base. There They are like it or not. They may not be true football fans, but they are part. They do represent us and they've let down everybody who supports yes. this club. They've let down everybody who supports this club and they let down everybody who supports this league because I, I agree, Dave. It's like we've been around for a few of these things um, in the history of the league. And in the lead up to this, it felt different. I'd never seen all the clubs, all the supporters on the same page. Everybody was, was marching to the beat of the same drum and it, and it felt like, it felt tangible. It wasn't just oh, like, awesome. "Oh, solidarity for Western Sydney, who have been, you know, maligned because of this." Everybody was marching down the same road, and 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 we fucked it. We fucked and now it. Every, for the rest now everyone's of the getting.
2: Now, now everyone's getting their drums taken off them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The blo- the blow look the blowback from this will be the ramifications. So just, the, it'll be monumental. It'll be. I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll talk about them in the club. Flow and effect, mate. In- if
0: you're a corporate that you, you know, were interested in investing in the A League, you know, Liberty Financial, their deal is up, right? Um, you're looking at what just happened and you're like, well, I don't know about that. Security is going to be increased, not just at fuck Games. <laughs> everywhere and as you said the whole drum thing well i'll tell,
2: I'll tell um, you i'll tell you the thing it's there's there's things that are probably not as you know on the surface as it seems because look this is this is history repeating okay and there's been plenty yeah. of incidents like this now the the it, it gets down to if you're at a pub like and you go to the london tavern or you go to you know one of one of the one of the pubs off broadway it doesn't matter now you're going to get a visit from five or six whether they be plain clothed or riot squad cops they're coming through every single pub now they're coming through one or two hours before beforehand and they're going to hang out the front and there could be private investigators like i don't know whether we'll go back to the Hatemoto days, hadamoto days but Jesus. you know back in those days we had actual like fucking undercovers with clipboards Cargo taking shots. photos of people um they had photos of people already on their clipboards trying to identify people out they'll run through the pubs they'll come through they'll you know, they'll spot check you there's there's heaps of shit like that that'll happen and it's just it's crackdown if they want to crack down they will crack down the government's going to to crack
0: the fuck down after all this like they big time they're, yeah they're the resources that they need to expend everything is now
2: under review everything is reset and let's and let's focus on the football. The the football team is going to cop a points violation for sure. There's going to be a massive fine, whether they suspend a lot of it or not. Who knows? Um, the crowds will have some kind of ramification, but it's going to be look. That's kind of stuff's been spitballed a lot uh, within our community on Twitter and on Reddit and all the places where people talk A League and whether that gets um, you know, hangs over the club for a while or whether the club has to pay for it straight away. It's going to be a massive blow. Um, there's another thing about 125 dollars to $250,000 worth of damage to the OLED screens where everyone trampled them. The club's going to have to pay for that. Um, Amy Park, you know, it's on Amy Park to get all the cops and that in there, but the increase of it, they'll pass that cost on to the club. There's the, the ramifications in this are huge. Um, the sponsorship thing, Not sure. Um, and then at the end of the day if the club has to take action against OSM or the North Terrace as a collective that's the biggest asset that the club has and that's possibly the biggest asset that the league has whether they want to make that go up in flames or not is a is a story for another day as well there are so many different machinations um, and permutations to what could happen but I think the most important one is that we're now in a fight. We're now in eighth position. Um, this oh, this game will probably oh, – It's 3-0 an, to City. Another yeah. important one. It's 3-0 to City. It's going to be 3-0 to City. Um, and we're probably sitting in eighth spot now. If we get a points deduction and we sticks will. us to the root of the table, which we most probably will, um, that's season over pretty much, um,
0: which is yeah, – you know all that investment pissed up the wall. The the, the yeah. investment in Nani. The, yeah, exactly. the the hard work that the likes of Tony Popovich and John Diddleza have been put months into the research to get this club back to where it belongs. Um you know, and you and you this this this, with... this really fuck, I'm just getting angry. <laughs>
2: hmm. Oh no, it's anger. The anger's well placed yeah. and you know, they want to talk original. There's nothing original about this. This isn't what Kala and Tunner built. Uh, this That's is right. not what I remember for 2005 this is not what Tony Ising built this is this is, there's nothing original about this I don't remember guys like like say back in the day as militant mm. as he was on the front line of the terrace I don't remember those guys assaulting other keepers um I just I, yep. it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a line that got crossed and it's I I gotta stop <laughs> short from saying probably things that could be defamatory but um what, what will happen is what will happen. Victoria police have put a huge uh, collage of photos up on their website. We've heard that three of the guys, I think captain Dickhead with the sand bucket has, uh, has uh, handed himself in. So, um, you know, we'll jail time we'll for gen- him. Surely boys, the, the general, the general public will find out their names and their faces um, soon enough, because that's just what happens in this society. Um, it's already out hope, there. Yeah. Hopefully, the North Terrace, um, and you know, whatever is left of OSM after this, I can't imagine there'll be too much. I could see in their latest, um, in their statement tonight, it sounds like it's the pennies dropped to them that they're fucked and they're finished and they're trying to, mm-hmm.
1: they're trying to, you know, scramble and <laughs> try and save. Tone some... shift. It's there really a, a significant shift. tone shift from that that front foot staunchness to almost kind of putting your hands up and going, fuck, yeah. we, we have to say these things either from a legal point of view or because it's, it's this acknowledgement that it's, it, it's done from here. It's, it's, I mean.
0: I spent a good minute last week, Clarkie, um, pumping up OSM's tires. I was just so impressed with the, the way they, captured the sentiment of fans in relation to the Sydney grand final decision. They were just incredibly powerful messages um, that they were sending through, you know, switched on, Uh, understanding the gravity of what was at stake with this unilateral decision that was made without consultation with fans and just, you know, burdened on us. And we go from that to a few days later um and they're probably done as in um who's going to want to sit and break bread with what we saw on Saturday night? Forever they are associated with the worst moment probably in Australian football history, fandom. How how do you sit down and break bread with
1: the what's club only has so many olive branches to give out, pretty much? Uh, and that's the reality of it and yeah we've all pumped up OSM this season because when they're good they're fucking good but when they're fucking bad they are they're a blight on the game in this country simple as that like it's just it's just they they've let us all down they've made us all look like fools and and they at their very best, they they show leadership. They show I said they showed that leadership, but when it comes to the crunch and they need to show proper leadership when stuff gets hard, they're nowhere to be found. The like they were the voice of Melbourne Victory fans because they're the most like they're the biggest. They're they're there. You can't avoid them, but they don't deserve deserve that responsibility, and, and they don't they just don't have what it takes to, to handle that kind of responsibility because it shows on the weekend. All they had to do was walk out. Two other games had gone on this weekend with four sets of supporters and they'd all shown them what you had to do. You just had to fucking walk out. And they didn't.
3: Yeah. Uh, did, anyone, did anyone work in the office today? Yes. Yes. How was how was the how was the light of uh, there inquiry? Was, there was only one trade. other guy
0: oh. that even know, knows about my Melbourne Victory support, and the first thing he said to me was like "Melbourne Victory scum."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I've already you know, worked out what my defence. I was sitting on the train, pondering. Okay, do I you know, handle this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, nah, my um it wasn't too bad. My my direct report, um he's a he's a football man, he's a grassroots football man, he's a he's an old Macedonian from old Preston Preston Lions days. And I walked in and he goes, WOGs are fucked.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: so fucking testify. That's, yeah, and okay. then, and then um we had a good chat about it, and you know, I showed him, you know showed him all the videos and things that and he's like, it's just like NSL bullshit. Fuck this game. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, rants to me about all the all the shit he has to deal with at grassroots level and he's just like, it's too taxing. It's too taxing. I can't fuck with the game anymore. It's too taxing. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And then um, my GM, who's a, you know, he's a, Real Aussie fucking V eight supercars and footy kind of guy. He was just really interested. So I think I, I copped yeah. it good. He was just really interested in, like. I think people are a bit bemused by what happened. Like people it, are people are legitimately it's, it's, people are legitimately interested. This is alien behaviour in Australian sports. Yeah. Like this is this. I don't think yeah. this has ever happened. It's I mean, straight- I think it,
0: there's been a couple of sort of similarish moments, but. Not in the day and age that we live in now, with ubiquitous social media and cameras everywhere. And
2: oh, this is the best thing about the whole thing. Sorry, like for guys uh, that like for guys that love the anonymity, that that, that they love being (laughs) in the limelight, but they love the anonymity, the the blurring of the faces. Yeah, they're captured in four K. They're getting captured in four K, and it's just like. Don't fucking call, don't fucking phone call me about yeah. what might have been said at Twitter and no one was called out. You're on the BBC website already, dickhead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fuck off. Like, seriously. Uh-huh. Like, and like, there's literally go on the Vic. I think there's a Vic, on the Vic Poll website now, and they're talking about you know the, the guys that have handed themselves in, and then they've and what was her name that. Channel Seven bird, she done real. She did very, very good threads on Twitter during COVID. Uh, Chanel Vella, she did like a a soccer dickhead super thread the other night, and just fucking like planted <laughs> them the all. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, you guys, are fucking, some of you are losing jobs on Monday, like, yeah. like this is like the CFMAU thing all over again, like kicking the dog again. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 that kind of stuff, like. Yeah, these guys are a couple of degrees away from, you know, cooker campaigns and fucking being on the steps of Parliament for two weeks.
1: Like, there's some real weird behavior going on. Very bad. Very, yeah. very bad. It highlights how, how also how dumb it is. Like, there's, uh, there's arguably being comparable, like, sort of bad scenes, like, you know, Burke Street back in the day with the Western Sydney Wanderers fans and all that. But is there anything that's been even any, like stupider than kicking off at this. It's like, this is the third of protest game protest of the round and the big one. This was the marquee protest. Like there was more eyes on this game than usual. There was more police at this and presence and all that. There was just more everything. Everything was heightened because this was the marquee protest. This was the mm-hmm. walkout. And to just play into the hands of it is just, it's dumb shit.
2: Yeah, but when is Tom Glover going to get sanctioned, yeah? Oh. now Oh, he
0: perfect. Got, he, he got hospitalised. Perfect segue <laughs> because this. He got assaulted at
3: work. He got
0: hospitalised. This, this has to be the, the next uh, section of our discussion because this morning I saw a post on Facebook from someone in my – Friends, what are you doing that, on
2: Facebook? What are you doing yeah, on Facebook? I don't know. I don't know. Log don't
1: off,
0: know. Dave. I was re- responding to a You're message. Changing his that... password, Budza.
1: Needs to switch off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it needs to switch off, I tell you. Uh, but look, long story short, it, it was just this exercise, like the Olympic-grade mental gymnastics around explaining that the events we saw were a result of Tom Glover, were a result of the APL, that – the, the, the crowd shouldn't have been provoked. It shouldn't have been put in such a situation where they had to go and do what they did. And this needs to be nipped in the fucking bud right here, right now. If you are doing that, if you are making yourself so flexible that you have to conjure up this idea that running onto a pitch and attacking Someone that's 24 years old who is a sportsman that you're watching on the field and to do that and put him in hospital, um, like well, uh, I need someone to take over because I still just – that yeah. pissed me off so much that, that people are trying to
1: make an there's, excuse in that there's, manner. There's also no scope for Tom Glover like- – The the, sort of the hindsight argument as well. Oh, look, Izzo just picked him up and and walked him off the field. It's like, okay, yeah, Tom Glover made a mistake. You're allowed to fucking make a mistake and not get fucking rushed by a hundred cunts and assaulted. Like, I I can guarantee you if he had his time over again, he would not do that. He's wearing gloves. He's not trying to fucking start shit. He's at his place of employment. He, I he fucked up. up. <laughs> he did. There's, he also a bit up, of yeah.
3: comparison. There's also a bit of a comparison you make. You know how uh, you lose you lose all leverage once you uh, on on the Sydney Grand Finals decision. Once you start a riot, um, you also lose all leverage on Tom Glover getting any blame when you throw a fucking bucket at his head. Um, a ten kilo just,
2: bucket. The thing would have the thing full would have, sand. It would have been at least ten kilos. Uh, it was thrown at you know, a decent uh, velocity. Like Captain Dickhead is not a small guy like he would have had. On another day, could kill him. Yes, exactly right. And look, he doesn't need to answer to anything anymore. He got hospitalized. (laughs) It's pretty simple. It's pretty fucking serious. Like he was made to pay for what he did as stupid as as he was. Above
1: and beyond. It's disproportionate. Disproportionate penalty.
2: Yeah, he might be psychologically scarred. Like he who knows. He I think he paid for it. Like I think he I think he copped his whack. Um and it's fucked. But like I think, yeah, I think the Glover discussion just needs to finish and we need to stop deflecting. Um because I think you need to you, you need to own start it. you need to start realizing that home end membership is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, things you fought for in the past against in the past are coming back. Um, I, I, I think the club will now sit there and go, you know what? We might make this a hokey MLS NBL uh, type experience because you know yes. what? It's a thousand times better than what we saw the other night. Maybe, yes. maybe we, maybe we might make a, and, and it probably won't get off the ground, but they'll probably think of why can't we be, why can't we have a cove type? Exactly. Um, an official
0: an, supporters an, group. An
2: official. And yeah. you know what? That's going to suck because I am mm-hmm. someone who's grown up and lived and breathed supporter culture. Mm-hmm.
3: I love yeah. it to my bones, but that yeah. was the If you make it as, as lame as possible, you probably weed out those people. <laughs> so it's, um Yeah. Uh, that, that's probably the logical next step apart from the fact that uh, we are probably not going to have a home end for at least a little while um, this This whole this season. Game. Like, there is yeah. no way there's a, nu- oh, there's this, a North Coast this, this no, whole season. There's,
2: there's tarps, baby. Oh, yeah. There's tarps. And, yeah.
1: And, and you know what? At this juncture, we're all supporters first and foremost. As you said, we've grown up with this supporter culture and and the vibrancy of of, of football active support. But at this stage, I'll take lame, hokey, homogenised, corporate-approved bullshit over what we saw on Saturday exactly. night. Yeah. Every day yeah, look, of the fucking week. Yeah,
2: look, I was I was at some really sketchy Bosnian games in August and September this year. There was no, you know, that's as pure as some of these kids believe that football should be and and is. And I was with people in in the supporters groups. In Sarajevo and in Mostar, and there was none of that happening. <laughs> like, None nah, of that, because 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 the people that go week
0: in week out to Sarajevo and, and Mostar are football fans. That's what. That's that's why. So yeah, look, the ramifications we talked about the ramifications to the sport they're far-reaching. Um, and look, it's been you know this weird week where these sort of compounding decisions uh, over the course of the week have resulted to (laughs) finding us where we are now. Um, And I guess the grand final movement, if we want to call it that, to, you know, reverse the decision that the APL made. I feel it had that momentum, but, you know, this is now dead in the water Danny Townsend could have a press release tomorrow and say that the next three home games are being played on the fucking moon, and he would win. And Honestly, we'll be we'll say- be getting onto Elon and getting him sent up to.
3: I was going to say own. probably. Be, I was going to say probably be pretty good. Um punishment or just a, a poetic punishment if Danny Townsend as a punishment made victory play at a neutral venue, which in fact was Sydney for the next three games. Um, that it, could happen.
0: <laughs> I, I'd pay that as a joke because that's just, that's just great trolling um, to do that because Melbourne's where this, I guess, movement against the Sydney. It was present everywhere, even in Sydney, this decision by the APL, but there's absolutely no doubting that you know, it was from a a people power standpoint, largely a Melbourne victory thing, you had City fans cognizant of how the City football group are absolute pricks condemning their club's statement around this whole topic. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that funny Rado Vitisic clip where he trotted out this line in response to his club's reaction on this. And it was like the most scripted um, answering machine line. Someone tweeted in the form of i I'm sorry, but you've reached the CFG. And, yeah, and it's like this automated response. It was brilliant. So all of that happened. Um, and yeah, as I said, the, the whole project is over. The only way, and I want your thoughts on this boys, the only way it could actually still get re- uh, reversed is if, the new south wales government have seen all of this and just gone nah and pull out themselves what do you think
1: <laughs> i think that's the only way in which this now gets gets reversed i think it's it's absolutely done the the protests are dead in the water the the sentiment is gone the momentum is is cooked literally our our own the only saving grace for fans is as you say the new south wales government goes actually we don't want to be a part of this but it happened in Melbourne, the grand finals in Sydney. <laughs> it's fine. If that had happened in Sydney, it would be the biggest, it would have been cancelled on the spot. Um, yeah. But it didn't. It happened in Melbourne. It, if anything, <laughs> Sid, Sydney brain has gone into overdrive and it's just it's just solidified the decision even more um, in the minds of the, the the top three at the APL and the New South Wales government. It's yep. fucking done.
2: Yep. And the, the slinging that happens rightfully between us and those guys up there, um, will continue. We saw what COVID brought out between the two states, um, the two medias, the two governments, um, it was never more divided and I've no doubt that the league will do what they can now to engineer a, a Sydney Derby final um and that may happen through its own merit uh then we will hear the you know the big um swinging of the new south wales government about how great it's been they'll tie it into euro snob events and pay overs for them um that will get eyes and ears on the game and they'll do that three times and they will beat their chest about how they are australia's home of football how they've put on three years of world-class sporting events better than melbourne could do blah 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 which will antagonize the victorian government into paying a bigger a a big price to get it and that's the game plan and that is Danny townsend Mm -hmm. winning um and if that happens if that happens then he actually has won and and the game plan has been successful but it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere we gotta gotta just deal with it now um we gotta you know and um, and look, we've seen what we've seen what the worst side of the league, not the worst side, sorry, the weaker side of the league. Because if you had a look, you take the uh the abandoned match out of calculations for this week, just gone. Oh, and you yes, had a West leading to. You had a Macarthur home game. You had a Western United home game. Uh, what other home games do we have? I think we had a, a without the. The Darby Mariners, Mariners with Sydney, wasn't it? And Yeah, um, without the without the Derby crowd. Um where it were was. We <laughs> We're talking 3,000,
0: we, 4,000, 5 6,000, something like yes, that. Yeah. so we had the
2: MacArthur, Perth, Glory, 2,800. Western United, Western Sydney, 2,700. Uh, Central Coast versus Sydney, 6,500. Wellington Phoenix versus Adelaide, 4,500. Brisbane Royal versus Newcastle, 5,000. So it's end
0: of days NSL crowd numbers. That's, mm. that's what this is. Um, And you take Melbourne victory out of that because city aren't going to really move the needle on any of those numbers. You take Melbourne victory out of that and it paints a very dire picture. I mean, I look at this entire situation, the the World Cup backdrop. Man, I've seen this sport wrecked like this many times over. You know, I've, I've just seen this happen when the NSL collapsed and Sport was on its deathbed, but this I reckon um, in my opinion is close to an extinction level threat. Um, it's the meteor. It's that movie. Don't look up right. Where <laughs> if we don't rectify excise and cut this cancer out, we will not survive. Sorry for all the fucking metaphors. And I know I'm rambling <laughs> now, um, Shall we move on? Have we covered what happened on Saturday night adequately? I don't know if we have in the fullness of time. Thank you, Denny. Um, we I, might find out.
3: Josh. You know, I think so. I think I think it just remains to be seen what happens from here. We'll, we'll get the we'll get the the sanctions handed down probably Thursday or Friday. I know that Mel Fisher to uh, do a show show just causes to I think that for, with the wording was just cause of why they shouldn't be um, Penalized. I think that, yeah, ultimately, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I just hope that we don't lose too many people to this game uh, as spectators in, in terms of fans and uh, fam- families and things like that. I think that's where we're going to be hit the most, uh, young families who saw that on Saturday night and, and won't return. I, I saw a lot of that kind of sentiment on Twitter. So um, that's my biggest fear for, for this. Um, yeah, it's uh, pretty dire times. So... The, there was, there was a,
0: a little nugget of good news over the weekend because the A-League women's side had an absolutely barnstorming victory against the Newcastle Jets. 5-2. Incredible. And Kayla Morrison nabbed herself a hat trick. Incredible scenes. Uh, anyone want to lend some thoughts to yeah, the, the one thing that we can sort of hang our hats on this weekend?
1: Was a great result by the, the women. That's now three wins on the trot after that shaky start with the two losses. So uh, Jeff Hopkins' side seems to be finding um, that gear that was missing in the first couple of weeks of the season. Also, Melina Ayres um, scored a brace. Um, the victory were actually up 2-0 inside nine minutes and were uh, 3-0 up inside 20 minutes so it, it was a thorough drubbing by the women um so now they're on um nine points after five matches played and that's only three points off the top two and the top uh two leading sides with West United and Adelaide United both on 12 points so yeah the, the sides looking good it's probably the only victory side currently that's going to play for points for the rest of the season mm. so yep. no um Support the girls, support the girls respectfully, um, get down to some games.
0: You said it, Clucky. All right, well, we've got to preview this match against Western United. Our next game is on Boxing Day, Monday the 26th of December at Swan Street, 6 p.m. Nice earlier kickoff, but uh, as far as our um, ability to attend this one, well, for me, I'm, I'm going under the knife on Wednesday for my ankle. I won't be going anywhere. But I don't think I would have had the choice anyway because it's quite likely to be a game either behind closed doors or at the very least without any Vuck fans. I don't know how you sort of um, draw that distinguished line around, you know, if you're going to have a crowd, you're going to have a crowd. What do you boys think? Um, how's this one going to play out in terms of
2: Melbourne victory? <laughs> In terms of what, in terms
3: of the game, we going game to have
0: or... our own people able to attend this game. Um,
3: yeah, I think it's uh, too know. hard. I think it's too hard to
2: stop.
0: I think yeah, it's either
3: all or nothing.
2: Yeah, I think they've there will be an increased police presence, um, and I highly doubt that any of the uh, the trouble elements oh. will will be back in play at all. I don't believe so.
0: So let's just um, clarify that. We think that this will be a, an attended game because here's the interesting thing like, this is actually um, Western United's meal ticket, this game, the mm. Vuck away. And it happens to be at our home ground. Um, you know, we would have, in normal circumstances, piled this one out. And, you know, we might still, um, who knows? We haven't. No, so
2: this, was, this was the actual game to do a protest and not turn up. Mm. This was this was the one. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. kind of that's kind of been wrecked and I generally would have not gone to it, but I think I'm gonna go in my VUC kit. Yeah. I, good. Yeah, I think it's time to I think it's time for this is time for the the real VUCS to stand up. Um the Scarfers, the Nuffies, the VUX that everyone's who, who love the club and aren't going away somewhere um, for for the period to go. Um, stand up for the victory um, and um, enjoy yourselves, I think. Uh, support the boys. Um, I'm focusing on football, which it's taken an hour for us to do. Um this side has massive issues with converting. It's been a problem for five and a quarter games out of the seven and quarter games that we've played. Um, I think we've converted well against Sydney away in round one and then the, the smashing of the box office jets at home. The rest of the time we've been fucked and um, it was pretty evident if we want to have a little match review about the 20 minutes that we played the other night as well just to lead into it we had um three really really good chances that we mm-hmm. um we stuffed in front of goal they um uh, city did a beautiful goal but um they had double the passes at an 86% accuracy in 20 minutes the other night they played us off the park we had the three chances on goal and they turned the screws on us and showed us to be a very low tempo football side i thought us us attacking the north end um, in the first half and choosing to do that would have um, um, you know, made us come out all guns blazing, but I think we have issues. Um, the issue again for us is that we're going into this game extremely undone. Uh, big break play against MacArthur uh, that come out for this game where emotions are high after the horror week from hell. And we get to play literally 20 minutes or 19 minutes of football before the stoppages. Uh, we're going to be rusty in this one. Um, Alexander Preevich is back, and we're probably still going to have to deploy Lee Broxham at centre-back. Um, and if we have to do that again, we're in deep doo-doo. Um, Western United are defensively awful this season, and yesterday was their first clean sheet against the Wanderers, and I think they've shipped 18 goals already this season. So, um, crikey. Yeah, it's um, this this game... I'm I'm actually really hesitant to try and even predict a score with this one because on form this game could be fucking anything. And that's with them or us. It just I've got no I've got no read on it at all. Yes. What say you what say you, mustache
1: man? <laughs> you know what? This this has nil-nil written all over it. Oh. <laughs> This has <laughs> fucking, this has rosette just fucking just spraying it over the bar. And it just, this is, this has Vuck fans rocking up going, fuck it. Today's a new day. Oh, we fucking came out on Boxing Day for this. Like, this has slop written all over it, I reckon. Jace yeah. Yeah, I'm about the same. Uh, it's probably
3: uh, this is a great time of year in Melbourne. You've got the Boxing Day test. You've got the, uh, the football usually. Um, a couple of days after that, we've got on Boxing Day this year. Um, I have no idea, though. I, I, yeah, we, we can't score. Uh, we can't take care of our chances. Um, there might not be a crowd. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in probably uh, the the mindset that there won't be a crowd. I just don't, I don't see it happening. You um, can't punish Western United for it, though.
0: This is such a tricky thing. Like, yeah, you know, it is. Oh, so, yeah. I'd hate to be. Yeah. Uh, it's the it's the FA making the decision, isn't it? So, oh, and actually, before the the FA was strong, the club was strong, everyone was strong on everything that happened. The fucking APL took like nearly two days yeah. to put out a statement on yeah. everything that happened. They run this league.
3: Well, I think they were searching for a comms guy on Seek, aren't they? So they're, they're, a <laughs> they, of, they're going to vacancy to fill at the, the moment. Ad, the ad and... was
2: taken down.
3: Oh, okay. The, the ad is I... a
0: fucking cartel, boys. It's a I fucking think... cartel. And they're a oh, dysfunctional do tell, cartel. do
2: tell, do tell, Dave. What do you know? Look at the composition and structure
0: of who's running the show there. You got Barlow from Sydney FC. You got Danny Townsend from Sydney FC. And then picture one of those movies, those movies that I don't watch, those pornographic movies, where there's one person at either end. You've got (laughs) the city football (laughs) in Silver Lake at the other end. And we're all getting fucked.
3: That's my TED talk. No idea what that was about, but Um, Dave's what I was going to say was... I think I think Dave,
2: Dave, Dave, Dave took it from AMSR. Was it ASMR? <laughs> he took it to, yeah. from there to BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I want to no, no, like, laugh uh, at the
1: end of this fucking podcast.
0: I want to end on a more serious note. <laughs> okay. So there's uh, an FES listener and Patreon, Daniel Sh- Shikluna, and um, he said something that was quite powerful and I want our listeners to to walk away with this thought. He said, it may be out of our control but I'd like to think this only kills the club if those at the top and us as a collective allow it to. Do those actions on Saturday night really define us? Do they represent the scarfers who bring their kids to games, the kids who are in tears when Archie hung up his boots, the old Maltese bloke down the road? who watches replays of VUK wins on repeat the next day, the overwhelming majority of our core 20,000, who wouldn't hurt a fly? Those fuckwits who did what they did do not represent our badge. Hell, they don't even wear the badge. Fuck those guys, the lot of them. I'll be damned if I'm going to let them take
2: my club away. Shape the future. Shape the future. Mon the